everyone. This is Pam Tory from Engage, and you're listening to the Engaged Podcast. We know tech is changing the way people market and sell now more than ever. And on this show, I sit down with sales and marketing thought leaders and experts to learn how you can create, share, and measure your way to success. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by Brianna Hetherington, business consultant at, at Altruistic Advisory, one of the home improvement industry's go-to consulting teams who offer a unique combination of data and holistic methods to help customers find success. She's here to share her expertise and valuable insights from the marketing and sales world and exclusive advice for how to navigate sales in today's climate. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brianna. I'm really happy to have you here. Well, thank you so much for having me, Pam. I am just so grateful and thrilled to be here. Yeah, so I have a unique experience because I get to sit on a lot of roundtables and in a lot of groups that you moderate. Um, so today I'm excited that we're kind of flipping the script and I'm getting to ask you questions and find out you know, your opinion on things that are happening in this industry. So first of all, can you get us started by giving our listeners an overview of what altruistic advisory is and how you work within the home improvement space? Yes, of course. So altruistic advisory is driven by a profound mission um, to empower individuals and workplaces to thrive and achieve success. Altruism means to be selfless for the well-being of others. So we are deeply committed to creating meaningful connections with our clients to understand their why behind their vision and their core values. Um, our engagement begins with a comprehensive business assessment and a series of dynamic kickoff conversations, starting with the why, followed by understanding the vision, the goals, the core values that drive you and your business. Our approach encompasses a holistic view. Uh, we assess the business's company culture, the key players, the processes, the workflows, your tech stack, marketing strategies, and sales ta tactics, along with um, your key performance indicators, which drive each player with motive and accountability. So I'm really interested by this idea of using core values to drive this decision-making. And I'm curious from your perspective, how does that approach really empower sales professionals within the space? How does that approach give them kind of the keys to success? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So I look at it, um, you know, we all have our own core values, right? Um, whether that's family or what, what is it that drives you, right? So I look at it with the approach, um, I'm not sure if any of you have ever seen um, Simon Sinek's video on uh, a TED Talk he did, which had 62 million views. Um, and it was on the why. It's not the what or the how but it's the why. Why do you do it? You know, why do people go to Apple versus Dell? Um, so I think that really encompasses what I try to get to the bottom of with the business owner. What drives you to get up every morning? What is your goal, right? Like what is the driving underlying value of your why, your vision? And it's profit is a result. That is not the reason of why. So that's really what I try to get to the bottom of. And I think that drives everything else. Your core values of, first of all, what, what do you believe, right? And all of your employees have to believe in something to grow something. 
And so that's really what I try to get to the bottom of. And then taking those core values and implementing them into the workflows and the processes um, to streamline everything in your business. I think that's really interesting, especially in today's market, because we have people who seem to be at very different places with their businesses. And you've got some folks who are really looking to acquisition. They're looking to sell their business. You know, maybe they just want to they're, they're done. They're tired. <laughs> they just want to get out <laughs> or they want to go do something else. Or you've got folks who are like, yes, I absolutely want to leave this to my kids. You know, I want to have something that like grows with our family that is, you know, going to expand in our community. So I think it's really interesting to approach growth from that. Like, what's your why perspective? Are you doing this to leave something behind? Are you doing this because it's it's just exciting for you? <laughs> like, what's your <laughs> what 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 brings you to the table with that? I think it's very cool. So considering that approach of core values, figuring out their why. How do you then define success for your clients? What does success look like for for different kinds of customers? Yeah, um, I look at success. It, it's it's very simple. Success is liking yourself, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. Right? Um, Maya Angelou said that. And success is your mindset, your belief system, your behaviors, your actions. Success doesn't mean that you're not going to fail or going to get rejected, especially as a sales um, professional. Of course, you're going to face those things, but how do you overcome them with resilience? When you could do things with integrity and, and courage, that's success. Um, and I think there are five important things for living a successful and fulfilling life, and it's never to stop dreaming, never to stop believing, never giving up, never stop trying, and never stop learning. I, I really think that's what drives us to success. Um, you know, I, I truly see it every day. And when we're open and we're, we're learning and we're growing and we're thriving and being our best self, that's when success is really, really achieved. Yeah, I think let's just look at the last few years of being in this industry that everything got kind of flipped on its head and then it was just go, 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 go right. for so long. And I think everybody's taking a breath now and is like, okay, what comes next? What do I do next? And I like the idea of always being open to learning. Like, I think a lot of people are having to go back to the, to the basics, back to fundamentals, like what's important to you and how do you continue to grow? continue to grow by being open <laughs> new learning <laughs> it just seems well, to be important at this point yes 100 percent. i really think over the last couple of years so much has changed like you said um and i think technology has come into the picture more so than ever before i mean it's extremely a prominent thing that you know needs to be optimized and constantly is evolving so with that, you constantly have to grow. You constantly need to train and educate your team on best practices and how to optimize those, the, that entire tech stack. Yeah. So right in line with that, you know, talking about growth, I think that for a lot of our customers, they're really concerned about still being efficient while growing. There's concern that, you know, 
you're going to grow and things might get unruly, unwieldy. You may have too many systems. You may be kind of over hiring or taking on more than you can handle. When you're advising a client and you're looking at growth and efficiency and trying to figure out ways to make that sustainable, how do you make sure that all the tools and strategies that you're providing for these clients um, really help them to stay relevant and help them to really find that that path of sustainable growth given everything happened over the last few years (laughs) our tools and strategies are ever evolving as well i mean we are growing and learning and staying curious i think the key here is staying curious curiosity is recognizing the gap in our knowledge about something that is interesting to us and becoming emotionally and cognitively invested in closing that gap through learning so essentially, I look at it like 1% growth each day, right? We can't, we can't just learn everything overnight and change everything overnight. So um, there's this book by James Clear, and it's called Atomic Habits. And it's the power of tiny gains. 1% growth each day over time has a huge impact and a huge impact to your bottom line. So if you look at a year in whole, right, if you get 1% better every day for an entire year that gets you 37 times better in an entire year right um where if you get one percent worse you dwindle down below zero and with the same habits you'll end up with the same results but with better habits anything's possible so i like to break it down with one percent growth each day and looking at your daily habits and how we can improve them Yeah. So instead of thinking about like the mammoth task of bringing in a new process or, you know, completely overhauling the entire business, you're more focused on like, okay, what are like, I I come back to the idea of like eating the elephant. You're not going to do it all at once. (laughs) It's going to be small bites. You're not going to, you're not going to learn how to run a marathon in one day. It's consistent practice that gets you there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's always be curious, always be learning. None of us know it all. Um, and I I know some people who think they do. <laughs> yes, we all, don't we all? But I think I think that's the biggest thing. Like we, for us to grow, we have to keep learning no matter what it is in life. And I think it's very prominent in this industry. Like we get so stuck. Mm-hmm. In, oh, it's supposed to be just this way. And instead, it's like, well, could it be better? Could we make that just 1% better? And would it help you in your daily task every single day? Yeah, I, I think especially because like, you know, Engage is so focused on the, the in-home sales process. Like that's what we spend so much time thinking about. A bunch of our customers use a very proscribed, you know, step sales process. They have 10 steps. You have to hit those 10 steps. And I think that for a lot of sales reps, like they can get a little stagnant with the idea of just like once you've once you've mastered those 10 steps, you know, what do you do next? And so it is so important to come up with small ways that you can improve every single day. Like maybe it's not really adjusting those 10 steps. Maybe it's like, I don't know, learning how to greet your homeowner Mm. in a more effective way. Like something small. Yeah. And, and staying open, you know, um, 
And I think especially with sales professionals, enhancing the customer engagement across the board and and understanding like sales professionals, like success is intrinsically tied to the ability to connect with the customer on a profound level. How am I going to speak to someone that's a baby boomer versus someone my age is going to be completely different. What I'm going to share with them, the information that's going to be value to, valuable to them is going to be completely different. So I, we can't get stuck just doing the same thing for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's efficient. Um, and I also think, you know, letting go of the ego mm. and just being honestly a human being. Being authentic, yeah, and I think people buy that. They do. They want to really just you. They want you to be genuine and educate them. They have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I I really need to start paying Tim Mush royalties uh, because I constantly am. He he taught me something on a webinar I did with him. I think it was like maybe at the very beginning of this year. It may have been in like January or February. I did I did a webinar with him. And he brought up the topic that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Yes. And I really just need to start paying him royalties. Like, <laughs> they should just start getting a, a portion of, of our proceeds from whenever I mention this. But I think that really comes down to it. And it's like the idea of personalizing that sales experience. And so even if you have mastered your 10 steps or if you have mastered your demo or if you have mastered whatever component of the sales process it is, like, yeah, how can you find a soft skill to improve at that 1%? How can you find a way to personalize that experience by 1%? Right. It just feels it, yeah, it feels like it's something attainable that you can do too after you've kind of mastered the fu- the fundamentals of your role. Yeah, 100%. Love Tim and he's giving him great advice. So yeah, he's just out here dispensing wisdom and I'm like, give it to me. I'm going to use it for my work. So thinking about how you work with these clients and the way that you attack things through, you know, core values and helping them to get that 1% better. Could you walk us through an actual example of a client that you've partnered with at Altruistic Advisory and what kind of transformational journey they've experienced from working with you? Uh, like, what does that look like? I'm just very, I'm very curious because you have such a different vibe from like all of the other folks who work in this industry. And I want to know, like, what is that process like? How does the client go through that journey? Yeah, no, I, I mean, honestly, it is so unique, but I think you have to be open minded. And the business owners that I work with, I truly just like enjoy so much. And just to name a few like that have gone through this entire process um, that are thriving right now and every day growing 1%. Uh, Blue Ridge Baths, Chris Shoemaker is truly incredible. Total Bath Systems um, in Connecticut, they are just growing rapidly every day. Safe Showers in San Antonio, Texas and Austin, Texas. Um, They are just so willing to change and look in the mirror and look at their processes and say, you know what, this isn't getting us where we need to be. So we need to make these tidy incremental changes. And and it really is impacting them. Not only is it impacting the owner, but the, all of his key players, his entire call center I'm meeting with one-on-one, his you know entire team is 
so willing and open to learning and implementing these tiny little things that are completely making their day just so much more enjoyable and so much more systemized where they're like, wow, I have so much more time in my day and I'm so much less stressed. Um, And Brie Bath of Houston, another great example in the call center, they were so open to trying, you know, new methods of marketing and then following up like in their call center of implementing their core values into the way that they do contests and spiffs and motivate each other. Um, So they just took it to a whole nother level. And I think the coolest part is this is what builds company culture. When people want to show up for work and they're excited about what you're doing and they're also open to making those changes, the entire company just thrives. Um, Bath Planet of Boston, um, Thomas Murphy is just one unique fella and he is so open to learning and growing. And he took... um, you know, Bath Planet of Boston was just brand new and he's rapidly growing it and increasing by a hundred thousand. Wow. And just enjoying what he's doing and taking what we're we're learning and just implementing more and more into it each day and feeding it. Mm-hmm. And you see that one percent growth just really affect that bottom line. Um, people products as well great window company in Connecticut and they are just so open loving learning and again implementing those core values to really drive not only sales but your entire call center your marketing department your production department it goes with the entire team so it's just really exciting I think overall all of my clients I'm enjoying because they are open-minded Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely not working with anybody that's miserable or down in the dumps. Um, so it's definitely enjoyable and I'm thriving in my day. Just yeah, around. it definitely it definitely pays to work with people who bring like good vibes. They bring good energy to the relationship and help keep you inspired and motivated. Yes. And the perspectives, like the amount that I'm able to learn from all of these different clients and all these different perspectives. Um, it only helps all of the other clients, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, they experienced that too, but this is what they tried and it really worked well for them. Maybe we could try this, you know? And I think everybody's so open. And um, so it's just, I'm just so grateful. I really, truly am. There's so many incredible people in this industry. And so I just really enjoy working with them. There really are. It's kind of like I I was joking, I think, with Heidi Ellsworth from Roofer's Coffee Shop a few a few weeks ago that like this industry will literally like take everybody and just they'll take whatever skill set you have to bring to the table because yeah. everybody I think in this industry comes from like a very unique background and just kind of ended up here by accident. And like a lot of people, a lot of people end up here by accident. And they bring really unique backgrounds to the table. And so you have just a really wide variety of skill sets available to pull from when you're working as a collective within this industry. It's there's a lot of a lot of expertise out there in a variety of different um, industries and backgrounds. Yes. I, I mean I couldn't agree more. My my background is just so far from home improvement. And now there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah, I have a master's degree in opera performance. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> it's, it's 
literally we all we all end up here and it's a great place to be because they're like welcome come on in we'll, well, we'll take whatever your skill set is and we're gonna put it to work and like somebody's gonna learn something from you because of it so it ends up being a pretty cool place to be it truly is uh, i'm just so grateful to be here with you bam well before we close out, I do want to ask you a question that I ask everybody who comes on our podcast, which is, can you share a trend that you think sales leaders should be focused on right now within this industry um, with market forces and what's going on? Yeah. Um, be someone exactly like Tim Mush said, be someone people can trust a value. I think it's needed more than it's ever been needed before. Um and another another piece of advice is don't give that same presentation to every single person. Like I mentioned before, customize it. Mm -hmm. Make it a little different to your demographic that you're speaking to. Tell a different story that's going to actually have value for them, right? Um, and, and make it where you're actually listening. You're hearing what people are saying by actively listening to the customer's needs and wants. Don't just assume you know what they want. And be authentic. Be a human being. Be you. <laughs> and I think the one thing that I could really just, oh, like, be present with who you Not in the past. Not stuck on what happened last appointment that you're still going on in your head about or what's going to happen in your next appointment. Be present. Be with who you are with. There is nothing more powerful than that. Well, I think we're going to have to have you back um, in the near future, uh, either here on our podcast or maybe on our webinar channel um, to dig into some more of these topics because I have a lot more questions for you. But I will hold off and I will I will store my curiosity for another day and write down all of these questions so that we can have you back on. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today, Brianna. I'm really excited to get your voice out there to our listeners. And then I, I'm very excited to have you back in the future. Oh, well, I'm so grateful, Pam. Thank you so much. As always, you're truly a delight. Um, and you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Engaged podcast. Be sure to visit Engaged.io for more information on how to create, share, and measure your way to success. If you like the Engaged podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify or Amazon Music. Until next time.